Welcome back to the Brothers Book Club Podcast, a new and reformed version, slightly tweaked, slightly honed for the new year 2019. Uh, We're back doing a new series. We've uh, not given up on book clubs, Ryan, but we've certainly taken a reprieve. I think that was what, a good five months without uh, book clubbing? It (laughs) has been, yeah, it's been a a few months, uh, maybe a better part of a year, but... uh... You know, we've tweaked the format. We've changed a lot of things. We're back with, uh, I would say, brand spanking new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've we've tightened up. We've tightened things up around here. We yeah. actually did continue the book club, just non... Uh, we didn't put it in an audio format for you to enjoy. Uh, we read a few more books. We planned a few more books and have kept up. I don't know if we finished 12 last year, like the plan was to do one a month, but it's close. We I th- did... Probably I think ten or we eleven. Finished at least ten, maybe yeah. eleven. I think the uh, the last one that we bought together over Christmas break. I think well, that was twelve. Okay, yeah, it may have been. So we're probably caught up. We we're did gonna, a few more novels. Wrap that up. Yeah, we're yeah. going to wrap that up this year. Yes, that will appear in whatever feed this podcast is appearing in, which we'll get to in a second. We'll put any old or new book club episodes there. So if you're looking for in depth readings and slower. Uh, longer conversation that'll be for that but as a segue then that's kind of a light introduction to what we're doing here which is a much more slim down review oriented podcast we're not so much doing a deep dive we're not going full i don't know if listeners know the ringers like binge mode podcast they do good breakdowns but they're going you know chapter by chapter nearly we're not doing anything like that anymore we're not doing as much analysis, this is much more of a can kind of like a persuasion-based podcast, right? Would you call yep. it that? Persuasion yep. review, very streamlined. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's sleeker aspects, and yeah, we're just gonna try not to uh, really dive in because I think you know what we're reading is uh, kind of suited for that. And you want to talk yeah, about, we've, talk about right. the uh, collection. Yeah, the albatross on my back. I bought a collection, Penguin, a book publisher, puts together a lot of classic editions of books, including some that are annotated or have introductions or whatever, supplementary materials. I had to read a lot of those in college. And they put together a collection of 80, what I believe they call small or slim classics. It's mostly world literature, so a lot of it's in translation, um, like the one we're talking about today is, is was written in Italian, so it's translated. It's got a very um, Italian feel. It does. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, though I guess, I, I don't know. Was that offensive? I guess we'll find out <laughs> in 10 minutes. I don't know um, what that meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, man, what, okay. I mean, <laughs> throwing it out there. Yeah, it was throwing shade already. It's coming in hot. Um, no shade. This, it, that could be a compliment. It's going to be a lot more opinionated than before. Um, a lot looser. Yeah. A, lot hot, but it, more, a lot more hot takes. Yeah, but there's so there's 80 podcasts or 80 podcasts upcoming. There's 80 books in the collection. And again, it's a pretty varied global collection. Our goal here is to do one a week. We're going to cover and um, conquer, I suppose, one of these classics per week. They're pretty short. Mm -hmm. We don't expect readers, that's y'all, to have read them. And the podcast is not geared for people who has read them. In fact, well, no, if you've read them, you'll probably find it amusing and fun and you'll have some thoughts. But yeah. we're gearing it towards people who have never heard of the book, have never read it, and may never need or want to read it because part of what we're aiming to do here is review and recommend. We want to see if these are worthwhile or if the authors are worthwhile 
and if they're things that you should pursue, I definitely can't recommend you go buy a about $65 collection of these little books. They're entertaining so far, um, but we're going to treat them one at a time is essentially yeah. the goal. Yeah, one for one. And we're going to try and um, basically, um, well, we've come up with a very complex rating system that I think... Uh, well, it's science. Our, our it's, list, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a scientific method that's uh, proven... Well, it's rel- it's actually unproven. We just made it up, but we're basically going to try and figure out whether or not these instant penguin classics—not instant classics, but these slim, classics are slim classics. Slim classics are. Um, if anyone should pick these up in 2019, I just read the back cover. Like a thoughtful person should have a mm-hmm. minute ago. They're called the little black classics. Black being a reference to the cover art that they always choose. They always have this little black. Um, kind of panel, I guess, on them. The design yeah. is, that's how all the Penguin Classics look. They have this little kind of rectangular black part at the bottom with the title. Yeah, they're sleek. Yeah. So they're the little black classics. And we're going to, as far as our plan is now, take them right in order. So if you have some strange impulse like we did to buy these and then read them, we're just going to read them in order. Uh, if you feel like following along week to week, that's the order we're going in is one through 80. Uh, at least for now, that's the plan. Yep. And again, not intended for people who have read them. If you're just curious about some classic literature or authors and want ideas or are feeling frisky in 2019 and you want to read something unexpected, um, this may be the podcast for you or yours, friends, yeah. family, whatever. Um, that's that's our aim and that's what we're doing. Yep. And we will post, as I mentioned, older episodes that were more in-depth, more book club analysis, deep dive type episodes. We're going to post those here too. They'll just be labeled differently and we'll probably keep them in the same feed. Um, wherever this goes, that's where those will be. Yep. So I think that's just about as much background as I needed. Anything we left out, Ryan, other, before Man, we get started? I think we explained it all. Okay. Set the hard timer for 30 minutes. That is the new goal. That's the new standard. We <laughs> want to keep these pretty, pretty to the point and pretty slick and trimmed. Um, because again, we want to review something and make sure that it's either worth or not worth your time and try and justify that in a brief window. Yep. A lot of entertainment competition in 2019. I think we could maybe deserve 30 minutes and maybe not a minute more. Let's find out. (laughs) Only time will tell. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. So let's give some context. The first book in the collection is by Giovanni Boccaccio, which I refuse yep. to repronounce if that is incorrect. Just kidding. If that's wrong, you know, email us. Um, yeah, or let just, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, just yell or let us know. Yeah, um, add us in the, the comments. That's right. Um, the collection <laughs> that they chose, they, they named it after one of the stories called Mrs. Rosie and the Priest, but it's from a book um, by this 14th century author called The... Decimarin? That can't be right. I just looked this up on Wikipedia. <laughs> what, what was it? <laughs> the Decam- Decamarin. Dec- Decamarin. There we go. Which is a collection of a hundred stories, very short tales. Uh, the Wikipedia page, which we're trusting as a source here, says they're tales of wit, practical <laughs> jokes, and life lessons that contribute to a mosaic of stories, which even from the five they pulled for this feels correct. That is pretty, yeah, pretty accurate. That's the summary. Yep. That's pretty, as always, Wikipedia nailed it. That's exactly what we have here in these five stories. Yeah. And I, uh, I actually kind of like the, again, referencing the back cover, uh, we, you know, 
I think we might have to stick to the back cover on these. This is pretty, uh, this is pretty appropriate. Bowdy tales of pimps, cuckolds, lovers, and clever women from the 14th century Florentine masterpiece. The I think it's, I have to say this and it's why the thing, moments like this make me hate myself, but I think it's body, but that's okay. what I say? Bowdy? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, that's fine. It, Bo- it, body. Know, yeah. I believe that's the pronunciation. It doesn't matter. How do you, that's it, correct. Did I get cuckolds right? Cuckold. Oh yeah, I think. Well, that word's come back into fashion. That's like a 2018. I mean, that that word people is are, back. Yeah, people are being cuckolded. That became like a weird talk about the new podcast aim. We're trying to do more, you know, connections and make things <laughs> relevant or see how relevant they are. There's your 2018 <laughs> connection, man. A cuck. That was like an internet phenomenon in all the worst ways. It's like all the worst groups of internet people adopted that word. That's like yeah. A thing. Yeah, you can Google it or uh, don't. Don't do that. Yeah, don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah. There's so many yeah. things on the internet that just don't bother. This yeah, review uh, yeah. will not be one of those. Let's dig in, man. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna lead right off. Yeah, um, let's jump in. Let's. We're gonna start with reviews. That's how the podcasts are gonna start. We're gonna keep these pretty brief. We'll do some questions and do some quick write ups that we have here. And Ryan, yeah. have you start with yours? What's the brief for the modern listener for a 2019 citizen of the world what's the review of this collection what are you saying oh man okay um the description was pretty spot on i thought some of the stories in here um they kind of reminded me of like i would say a few movies that you've seen maybe in the past couple years like the first story uh let me see what it's called (laughs) i'm gonna butcher these names Andruccio's De Perugia's Neapolitan Adventure that read very much like the uh, like the Hangover to me or something like that. Okay, where yeah. uh, a dude just goes to a different city and just gets worked over, just like absolutely right. destroyed. We could you could um, probably broaden it to just many people going to Las Vegas. Sure, just not even in terms of movies, just that's what happens in Vegas. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Although he was a businessman, admittedly. He not not a pleasure seeking individual. He was he was going there on official, I think, horse business. I think he was was he selling horses? Yeah, uh, yeah. Came anyways, came with a horse, left with a ring, I believe is dude, the yeah, expression. Yeah, yeah dude, uh, kind of gets worked over. Um and it's like uh pretty wild. Uh like where the night takes him in, and I thought it was pretty wild. So that reminded me of the yeah. hangover. There was one story in there that I thought that um was that dude who had the bet with his friends and then he married that uh, like commoner, but then he like uh, right, right. Had, kind of had like a weird princess princess bride type of feel where like okay. you knew the dude is a scumbag kind of, but he's also like the king and he's doing a hmm. bunch of like, uh, I don't know. He was like not the hero. We're, uh, we're of course avoiding as best as we can and is reasonable like spoilers or whatever. I'll just say that those two stories do end very differently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Princess Bride treats that character very differently than um, that story, the name of which I don't remember. Yeah. Patient. Yeah. They they conclude pretty differently. I would say. Yeah. No, there's, there's some characterization there that is similar for sure. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't, yeah. And in between those, I mean, there was a ton of like really good, uh, kind of like classic, uh, like romance stories. I don't know. Some of, yeah, Mm -hmm. a couple of the stories like related to, um, some like pop culture, like some movies that I've seen, but, um, other than that, it was a bunch of, uh, just weird romance, just a bunch of really weird 14th century Italian romance. Okay. I mine uh my recommendation my short review quick review is not too dissimilar it's that you should read this 
if you need lessons in the wrong ways of being horny, mm. uh, this author is packing in the innuendos and they're sexual <laughs> and they abound in this book. Um, it does make for some of the better, add some of the better humor that, uh, that the book has. I mean, actually I would say most of the humorous attempts are just like sexual innuendos. And I don't, I mean, I'm assuming the translation makes that purposeful. I'm, that can't have been an accident. Um, but yeah, they're mostly tales of like um, lovelorn people, desperate people, horny people, priests, yep. you know, as yeah. the title implies. Yeah, trying uh, to sneak one in. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't think we would call this traditional of Italian literature, but it's all, it's focused on the male characters. I think almost any 13th century literature, that's what you're going to dig out. 14th, yeah. I mean, but um, yeah, it's just a bunch of main characters who are men, priests and whatnot, businessmen who fall into traps and, you know, have love problems and are, you know, lovelorn types. Um, yeah. And most of it's played to humorous effect. I don't know if that speaks to the whole collection, but these five were, were mostly humorous um, and playing it up to just be kind of these hapless guys who mostly get tricked. Although that's not oh, always yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I really like there's, uh, it reminded me of that one, uh, the dude, <laughs> He's like the scrawny guy, and he uh, his his wife basically gets abducted by a pirate, and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like treats her like treats her like a woman. <laughs> There's some <laughs> like choice that. quotes in there from him. Yeah, that um, he's kind of the old man's out of his depth, out of his yeah. like sexual depth. And there's some <laughs> quotes about how, I mean, it, it's not more delicate than you know he didn't know how to plow the field or something. There, it's basically that. I mean, that's it's not a quote. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, they're not. Sure. They're not beating around both. But uh, one thing I really did want to say is I think this uh, this translator is translated by this dude Peter Hainsworth. I feel like he might've taken some like artistic freedom or that's, I don't know. It seems like such an interesting job to me. It's like, that's, that's like a really interesting choice of words. I wonder if these are literal, like as literal translated as you. I think, well, I think with most translation, um, and granted, I don't have, I don't even have a foreign language in me, but, or second language, I, so I can't speak to all translation, but from what I've gathered from reading some world literature, it's the translator's work is pretty much as important as the original, just in terms of interpretation and picking the right idioms or picking the right phrases. So I right. think, I mean, it's, you know, it, you, you only have to look at two translated classics, to understand that there's some pretty different approaches and ways that you can phrase things. So no, and I, I doubt he was playing it up or I doubt he was over overdoing it, but I yeah. bet some of the specificity is, is the translators. At least that would be my expectation, but well, yeah, there are some zingers in here and I think, um, you know, we're going to talk about some of our favorite quotes. This, this one, week's, here's a good one from the, um, quote. yeah, this one from the Riccardio did, um, Chinzika, Chinzika sure. uh, loses his wife. That one has a really simple little pun where the pirate says he took one look at his beautiful wife and he stopped wanting any other booty. I mean, that's like such a modern sexual <laughs> pun that I can't imagine. Yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in the original it said something like he didn't want any other gems or he didn't want any other loot like prize. or prize. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so but, uh, I, that just seemed like such a specific and telling pun that. Yeah. 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 That's uh, more credit to uh, to the translator. And they're uh, definitely they're, yeah. yeah. one of my other uh, favorite ones was um, 
he's talking about I think it's the uh, the story no it's not the title story it's um or is it the title story anyways and actually no it is about the pirate one the um, <laughs> the Ricardo de Chinzika loses his wife um, the guy says is it describing a woman she was called Bartolomea, and she was one of the best-looking and most fancy-built girls in Pisa, though admittedly there aren't many who don't look like hairy spiders, which I thought was a legit burn. You pulled that for your best quotes. Yeah, well, let's move on to some quotes here. We'll, yeah, we'll try and dig totally. in and get... We'll get a little specific without unearthing the, you know, the whole of the text. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was probably one that made me laugh maybe the most. I don't know. That yeah. one's pretty good. I thought that was fantastic. Like uh, also, yeah, weirdly simple simile, but effective. And yeah, and I yeah, can't and say. All, and, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if that was a literal translation, or you know, if that's more artistic. Uh, it feels too simple to not be literal, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. It doesn't have some particularly modern bent to it. It's not like some new. I don't know. It's a, a, a hairy spider. I mean, that's. That's like a, that's an ancient creature, you know, that's not, <laughs> that's that not some totally updated be. joke or something that it seems yeah. too simple to be changed. That totally could have been floating around in, uh, in Italy in the, you know, 14th century, 1358. Yeah. I think for quotes too, and this is just a bit of behind the curtains, we're not going to always theme the quote section, you know, we'll try and, um, pick some things for different reasons and, and keep the, uh, books unique to the books. One recurring segment I'd like to have is Pinterest quote of the book, just generally to mean what is the most usable, maybe even generic, vague, and pointless quote in this book? What is the thing that you would most likely see painted onto like some driftwood that is posted in somebody's kitchen, that kind of vibe, yeah. or like yeah. above above somebody's toilet kind of a thing where it's like, yeah. I painted this thing and I put it above a toilet. Um <laughs> Because when when you're in our sacred place, we need you to understand who we are, you know, kind of a that kind of vibe. And so I pulled one that I thought really nailed it. And there weren't many because, I mean, either the the book moves between kind of simple storytelling and these like jokes that really they're not going to make it on a Pinterest board. Right. I mean, the hairy spider, it's not going to make it. The booty, probably not going to make it. But there was one that said. Um, and it was part of a sentence, but it says divine spirits descend from heaven, even into poor houses. It was the one from the story where you talked about how there was a, a wealthy nobleman who took a, a poor woman as his wife to kind of just annoy his friends, basically. And yeah. she turned out to be saintly and infinitely patient and all that. Um, and I thought that quote was perfectly attributable to just about any person who I, the divine spirits thing is maybe a touch religious, but I mean, you could just interpret that to mean, well, and the heaven thing, but you could just interpret it to mean, well, you know, in the, in this house, we, we might not have it all, but we're all, we're, we're divine. We're doing our yeah. best. You know, I can see that's like a, that's like a simple Southern, like Christian. Yeah. Like woman or yeah. like a, you know, something you'd find. Or in a like, complex Christian bathrooms. Southern woman, but they, they would love that quote. I bet. I bet they would too. It's got uh, it's got that type written all over it. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I pulled one uh, that was the I thought the best quote that could be used by a male stripper, which uh, the whole context of it is this priest who really wants to sleep with this woman. That's Mrs. Rosie, the title story character. And he says, you're not doing anything to me because he's pestering her. And she's like, what's wrong with you? What am I doing to you? And he says, you're not doing anything to me, said the priest. 
but you don't let me do what I'd like to do to you, which is love my neighbor as God commanded, which I mean, I, you know, no, it's completely predatorial. (laughs) I mean, he says, you're not letting me do what I'd like. I mean, Jesus, uh, that's, uh, but it's the ending part. I could, I can picture magic Mike just yelling out, I'm going to love my neighbors. God commanded as he just rips <laughs> off his starter pants as he rips off his like, you it's know, happened. champion you know that- button up pants. Uh, yeah, it's happened before. You know it. It's definitely that's something yeah. that definitely has have happened, like had to happen. Yeah, it's definitely a br- wonderful reappropriation of a classic Christian like slogan. That's pretty. Yeah, I could I could see that. That's pretty good. Yeah, I uh, I'm going to go back and uh, up the ante on the um, the Pinterest board thing. And this is a, a, I'm just gonna, I'm going to use a word, not so much uh, sure. a sentence, but we were talking about this after we both read it. The razzmatazz. Yeah, great it's use like, of razzmatazz. It, it's like uh, it reminds me of like, you know, and somebody it's like you walk into their house and they're like, they got like the I don't know headband on they're wearing like a ton of spandex they're like ready to go and it's just i don't know razzmatazz it's like yeah. one of those uh we're gonna bring that word back it's the I, word of 2019 yeah, when you pointed it out to me i was shocked that it had ever died i thought people were still just razzmatazzing i thought that word lived with it was just kind of omnipresent also what's the translation like what again what's that translation like how did the dude get razzmatazz the judge the judge took her home this is the context the judge took her home with great razzmatazz and the marriage feast was magnificent like where do you get razzmatazz that's really funny from some like 14th century italian like script yeah (laughs) like yeah i mean vaguely was it like energy or style or like panache i don't know it's such a weird it's such a weirdly specific word how would you yeah how would you arrive at razzmatazz through the translation i mean the guy he went there and it's it's awesome gave her the razzle dazzle word word of the book i think like my i think that might be my top yeah i think that's pretty fair i that was a a very shocking and um maybe ill ill ill-fitting but a great word Maybe we should actually start a Pinterest board and start putting some of these oh, quotes goodness. onto them and start a stumped Pinterest. We can workshop these... that after the episode. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, towards the end of this, we might have 80 to 100 really insane pins. Don't we have to actually create things to make a post, though? We can't yeah, just make we'd a post. Oh, no, we'd have to so do you're it. asking we'd me if I want to take it. on a crafts project for the next over a year. Maybe is the answer. Well, I don't know. <laughs> the answer is not possible. saying. I'm not saying no. I'm uh, saying man, maybe. Well, this gives you the listener a great reason to tune in next week and uh, check and see if this Pinterest board is going to become a reality because we're going to have to discuss that off air. Yeah, or if the Pinterest board does become a reality, you can just stop listening to this and just follow the Pinterest board. <laughs> it's it's not it's, about books anymore it's, it's the just most efficient pins. distillation of what we're doing here i think it's <laughs> the absolute best way to mainline this thing just a ton of random shit thrown up against uh crocheted into yeah. you know all we're, types we're gonna of give it some modern meaning and context yeah and that's well, through pinterest yeah something to come back to just an idea just spitballing here that's right let's um let's wrap this up and finalize although we're not going to wrap it up quickly this might take a minute to explain but we will conclude each episode with a rating or recommendation which as we noted 
scientific process, pretty much unimpeachable in terms of its quality and consideration. Heavily um, researched, yep. uh, yeah, deeply you know, considered. Uh, yeah, time tested. Um, we read a lot of scientific journals, a lot of mm-hmm. um, recently published articles. We watched uh, that scene from Dead Poet Society where they have the poem ranking system. Do you know that scene? Damn, no, dude. Okay. I, I've not seen that movie, I think, since high school. Okay. Well, there's a scene in there when they're ripping out pages of a textbook because the teachers, you know, textbooks are evil and you should be creative three free thinkers and all that. And one right. of the, one, when they're ripping it up or before they do or before they stand up, the, the textbook page is essentially telling them that you can rate poetry on a, on a algebraic graph where the x-axis is like how famous it is or how classic it is and the Y and the Y axis is, I think it's like depth or complexity. Um, Hilariously enough, that's actually an activity I've done with students is kind of a fun, creative, like, Oh, what? what?" But I didn't use those ratings, but um, yeah, it's actually kind of a creative activity to do that because it's subjective. So it all becomes debate anyway in the end. Um, Right. But that was kind of like the moment of like, this isn't, teaching that's like you can't teach literature is not math which is true um but anyway this is that we have a sign <laughs> mathematically proven way and yeah. for now that rating system will be on a three scale um a one being a hard pass like do not go to your public library and rent this book don't yeah. buy it don't go to your local yeah. bookseller and buy it just pass. Yeah, for- Forget the name. Yeah, Modern uh, Life is busy, and there's a lot of yeah. good television at the moment, and some good movies, <laughs> and it's, there's lot, just too much. Lot better ways, yeah, a lot better ways to spend your time. Yeah, you can entertain uh, yourself in a hundred different ways. Don't do this way. And, you know, yeah. of course, we'll give some reasons why. A two is a qualified recommendation, essentially saying, yeah, maybe this would entertain you. This might bring you some joy and reveal some truth and bring some light into your life, but it also yeah. has some problems or maybe yeah. isn't a perfect wreck. It might then, have something for you. Yeah, yeah, There's it's qualified. And then a three is a, this is for everybody, or you, the listener, should definitely read it. Here's why. Give it give it a pitch, basically. Yep, Penguin did their homework. This is yep. certified classic, and not only is it a classic, it might even, you know, still be relevant. Well, I, th- I don't, uh, let's not, uh, we're not getting sponsored for this, but I would say Penguin probably did the research on all of these. <laughs> even if we don't, yeah. re- even if we don't respond to them, um, I don't, I mean, in the history of world literature, this book, I think, matters for some reason. Yeah. Wikipedia didn't immediately say. I think we'll be, you know, we're the authority on that now. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we'll be the final. We'll have the final say. That's true. We are the new literary authority, uh, and we have yeah. no credentials to prove it. Uh, it does exactly. say on Wikipedia that it influ- this um, hundred tales that these came from influenced the Canterbury Tales. So there you go. Apparently, somewhat influential. Oh, okay. Although yeah, that I was could- a poetry, not yeah. prose. Yeah. Well. Um, take with, you know, take from that what you will. Yeah. I'm assuming you've read the Canterbury Tales, Ryan, right? Big fan? Absolutely not. Big fan. Big fan. I read, again, I think I read like three in high school. Oh, you almost had to. All the high schools where I currently live make the students read uh, parts of it. Miss Callison. Uh, we had the same English teacher, so shout out Miss Callison. Right on. If there's any way insane chance in the world that she ever listens to this. If only she could see us now, Ryan, she'd be... She's just, she's crying her way to retirement. 
You know what, dude? I bet if she did actually find out that we were doing this as a thing, she would be so fucking proud, I bet. Actually, yeah, I mean, this is all any... I was an English teacher for five years. This is all anybody ever wants, right? Lifelong this reading. Is, this that's is really, it. Yeah, it's really the only thing. <laughs> like, what else are you in it for? Actually, yeah, you know it. what? This, yeah, yeah, maybe towards the end when we've got this... Uh, this little <laughs> this little black classics uh catalog thing finished maybe we uh yeah maybe we send it to her maybe we seek her out we might have to that may be easier than uh than you think but i'll i'll keep my comments off the air okay we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll take we'll, <laughs> i'll take that off we'll the take air this discussion off there that probably is a easier <laughs> request to fill than uh, you realize Okay, well, um, a lot of interesting developments already, yeah, I we'll, think. We'll keep it in mind. One. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to have some guest specials for this pod. For now, let's rate this bad boy, Ryan. Let's get these good people on their way. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to have you start. Give me your rating, okay. one, two, three, and then justify it. Give me, a, All give right. me some explanation. Listen, I had very low expectations uh, starting this uh, first book, knowing nothing about the author or the story, but I got to tell you, I, I just sat through, I read it all, 50 pages, one sitting, took me an hour. I was laughing. I mean, I was bookmarking things. I was highlighting. I was I was really into it, and I really wanted to give it three. But then I was like, I don't know. I sat on it for a few days, thought about it. I think there's a lot of good things that you could recommend in here. There's some good stories. Um, but I don't know if you have to seek it out. I was telling you off the air that I might actually look into buying the uh, the Decameron. Decameron? Decameron. Let's go with Decameron, but, uh, you know, who's to say, really? I mean, yeah, qu'est-ce que c'est? I don't know. I would give it a two. I think there's a lot of cool, like, there's some really funny shit in here, but you don't have to seek it out. You don't have to go out and pick up, you know, the Decameron. You don't have to do a deep dive into giovanni boccaccio but, right right uh if you do uh and you're like us i mean you'd probably find some stuff in there that you like and i'm gonna echo the two i think a qualified recommendation for me would be it is almost funny sad you know if we want to make that a new just combination word that we can use Ooh, funny sad, that, yeah uh, funny sad is- and I wrote, said, I kept a list going when I was just brainstorming for this of all the weirdly prescient issues this book has, like predatory priests, for example, or oh yeah. <laughs> or uh, women's rights with marriage and agency and yeah. sexual liberation in a way, or like sexual relationships and freedom and open sexuality. And there's there's oh yeah. things in here that. Um, either in a depressing way or a depressingly reassuring way, let you know that these have been issues for at least 700 years, right? I mean, the 14th century, so approximately Long 700 time. years. This, yeah. These have been <laughs> things of, uh, of concern uh, or at least yeah. topics of relevance, which is- Yeah, all the way across the globe. It, it was fascinatingly relevant in some weird little ways, which- is always how some classics always find a way, you know, and we we try and speak in very capitalized terms about like, you know, they're, they have the issues of the, you know, they, they deal with the, the grand issues and, and that, right. that could be true. That usually yeah. just means dying that really, I mean, dying and, right. uh, and trying to stay alive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Those are grand issues, but this yeah, book had some weird specificity to it that, and, you know, it kind of had that, that taste of taste of old life. 
there's some simple um, kind of village life or city life in Italy at the time. There's not a lot there in that regard, but there's enough that I think, you know, if, if this intrigues you, if it's a time period that intrigues you or a place, it's humorous and it's readable and I think has some charm to it. And again, has strangely relevant connections um, that, and I wouldn't make a recommendation just because of that, but hey, that's why I think it's a two. It's It, it has that stuff. It's very odd to read yeah. and think, geez, some... <laughs> it's topical. Yeah, no, this is a, yeah, it, this <laughs> this was written, what, I don't know, 700 it said, uh, years 13, ago? It said, yeah, 1320s <laughs> or 1340s or something. Yeah, so, you know take you know take with that what you will i had the same notes i said there's some lying there's some loving there's grave robbing uh italian pirates well those uh, la- last two might not be you know the news stories of the day but you know they the pirates g- robbery these are eternal yeah. things uh sturdy women i think that was uh i think that was a direct quote well, there definitely uh, is a lot of male commentary in this book about what a good wife should be which again is either sadly relevant or you know just relevant depending on your point of view um de- yeah. definitely as i said the male gaze uh, the male point of view is strong in this collection i don't know yeah. i don't know and, how the uh, other 95 hold up again this is i think five of them so i don't, I don't know i mean i guess i can't speak to the whole the whole deca but uh these five are have that skew it's gonna be fun to look back on this first one and uh you know think about how this fits into the canon you know that's, yeah that's fair i i think it'll come out like the canterbury tales does which is and I think I don't want to set this precedent, but we're doing it. I don't care. I'm about to say it. There's just something about old literature, and you know, this is such an obvious point. It's almost not worth saying, but and I was, we were talking about this before the pod. Old stories just suffer from old story cadences. You know, there's there's weird sentences in there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of summaries of things where you're just like, okay. I mean, it's just like plot sentence after plot sentence. Um, novels or storytelling, just generally, has changed in 700 years. I mean, that's just you can't avoid that with old tales. And so, yeah. I, for me, what you're looking for is a couple of intriguing scenes, you know, some interesting lines or, or some, maybe some word juxtaposition, just some style thing to pop out. Cause usually the plot's just not going to be there for you. It's, it's a lot of, I'm always astounded by how boring it can be to read old things that also have a lot of focus on names and family and lineage. I think we got a book coming yeah. up here soon that kind of beats you over the head with that where it's like, and his father was this and his grand, you know, then that's all fine. It's just for a modern reader it's kind of a big ask if you're like, Oh, I got to do three pages of that, huh? Like a three pages on his father's achievements and then grandfather too. Huh? And this doesn't have too much of that, but it, it drags a little. There's sentences where you just think, okay, I mean, really like I did, oh, let's just keep it moving. Um, or yeah. rather you kept it moving too much. Like a sentence just sums up like a bunch of action that would have been funny or interesting. Um, but you know, I, I, again, I'm happy with two, I think qualified, if you know what you're getting into, it's kind of charming. It has its moments and can be a little snippet of old, uh, old Italy. Yeah. There, yeah, class, classic, old classic test. Yeah. As someone who's classic, not Italian and knows very little of the culture outside of like world history class in college and the Renaissance, that is uh, my statement. I'm sticking to it. He gives it a two. That's a right. Two twos. That's right. Now we're we're starting this th- we're starting this thing uh, middle of the road. That's right. I think but that's also, appropriate. I, I'd say le- I'd say leaning towards yeah. I would say two, but leaning towards a three, but not quite there. Right. 
let's conclude officially. Well, with first a thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We're going to keep this going weekly. Um, when you listen to this, you'll know which day of the week we've decided to post. That's still a decision TBD. Um, and you'll also know where to find it in the feed that it's going to be in. That's still something we're discussing and um, trying to iron out. But thank you. This is going to be a long journey. We're looking forward to it. I think these classics uh, are the perfect length for an endeavor of this magnitude uh, and scope. This nature. Yeah, and especially given you know people's time and just the endless cavalcade of books and movies and TV to keep up with and games and whatever. Um, maybe this can be a nice little supplement to your to your entertainment, to your weekly entertainment and thoughtfulness. There you go. For next week, we're looking at book number two in the Little Black Classics series. It's a poetry collection called As Kingfishers Catch Fire by Gerard Manley Hopkins. And from the back cover, it says, Considered unpublishable in his lifetime, and I can see why. There's a preview next week. (laughs) The Victorian priest's groundbreaking experimental verse on nature's glory and despair Again, a great, um, that's great copy there. Yeah. Penguin, Penguin does good, good Lord, work. That's yeah. pretty fitting. Yeah. Um, emphasis yeah. on the priest. There's a lot of God talk in these poems, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? We're going to dig in. What are you going to do except, yeah, open it and read the entire thing and then p- talk about yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. And we'll be back <laughs> next week with As Kingfishers Catch Fire. If you want to read it ahead of time, that'd be flattering. If you don't, I completely understand, and we're going to give you the rundown next week. All right, man. That sounds great. We'll, uh, yeah, see you back here. Same place, same time. All right. I will catch you next week, brother. 